All right, we are in for a brilliant episode today. We're going to be talking about a critical aspect of an e-commerce business, and that is writing product listings that convert. We'll be focusing a lot on the Amazon setup, but it'll also be very applicable for uh, you know really creating descriptions that convert buyers on any platform. So make sure you do listen to this whole episode. It's going to be a great episode, and we have got with us today to talk through this crucial topic, Emma from Marketing by Emma. Emma, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. And I love this introduction. I love that you're really from the get-go calling out that these are just essential aspects Mm. of really however you're wanting to sell anything. So be it Amazon, be it your own website, Mm. even a sales email, all of these concepts that we're going to talk about might have a little bit of variation depending on the specific platform that you are working with. But the core... uh, aspects of what makes it successful mm. are are going to be the same regardless yeah, absolutely absolutely and at the risk of starting this episode at 100 miles an hour um <laughs> on on uh, i think you know people selling on amazon and learning how to write a, an optimized amazon listing and learning about features and benefits it actually elevates you ahead of so many of the dtc websites that i browse and i look and i shop for stuff and i think your product pages are so bad it's like such bland bullet pointed you know cotton uh don't wash in warm water or whatever for a t-shirt you know it's like give me the benefits tell me why this thing is good tell me why i should spend my money with you and so many websites don't do it so i think if you you do learn these things there's there's lots of opportunity out there hey absolutely i think you know there's some i'm really bad with remembering the exact expression you know the little phrase that people say but I think there's something that people say about competition making us stronger. And I think that's really true when it comes to Amazon, because you have to have a really strong understanding of who your competition is and how you compare to them. And so that then you can carry over into something like your own website. If you have Mm. a a website on Shopify or something similar, Mm. if you have that in mind, even if you're just selling on your own site, you're going to be able to uh, create so much more compelling Mm. content than operating within a, a, an isolated chamber. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I so agree with you. I've said that so many times to people that say, oh, I wish I started in 2015 where there's no competition or whatever. And that's, yes, of course, was an opportunity. But at the same time, you become a better entrepreneur, a better business owner when you have to hone your craft. And I think that today's environment, today's market actually produces uh, more high capacity entrepreneurs, better businesses. And, you know, I'm glad that I've come into, you know, I started selling in 2017 and it wasn't quite the heyday but there's obviously it's still changed since then but you know you had to learn and you had to grow and you had to develop as an entrepreneur and I think for you know long-term mindset for you as an entrepreneur I think actually that that makes you be better at what you do right absolutely it's it's actually quite interesting we've also been in the same space around a similar amount of time we uh, we started our business at the very end of 2016 and so I've seen Amazon sort of go through a whole variety of iterations at the time a plus content or enhanced brand content really wasn't even a thing Uh, and it it was but it was complicated to get and it didn't look very good and nobody really made an effort to do it and what's interesting is actually the amount of people that contact us who started selling in the early days and are now really struggling because they success was so easy for them. It was really just a matter of you choose the right products, you have some good keywords and you don't have to do much else. And it's 
obviously more complex now, but as a result of that, if you're not thinking about all of these things, you're really going to be limited. And so these people that came up in the time when they weren't needing to figure this out, now they're seeing all these newer businesses surpassing them in sales and knocking them out of their, you know, top ranked positions. Mm. And they're like, what, what am I supposed to do? And so they're really needing to kind of go through a whole new education and understanding what it takes to be competitive now in, in, you know, 2023 and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've dived right into it there and I haven't even asked you uh, who you are and what you do. So tell tell the audience, like I've heard you and seen you on so many podcasts and, you know, you've, you've been in some, you know, real prominent places. So it's an honor to have you on the show. Um, But do for anybody that maybe hasn't heard you on a a different podcast or heard your story, give us a bit of a catch up on who you are and and how you came to do what you're doing. Sure. Uh, So My name is Emma Shermer-Tamir. I am the CEO and co-founder of Marketing by Emma. My husband and business partner, Erez, and I started our business at the end of 2016, really uh, because we had some friends that were selling online, and they're like, we we don't know what to do to get people to want to buy our products. And I had a marketing background. I'd been in copywriting and content marketing uh, for a number of years, prior to that. And so in some ways just kind of fell into it and then really immersed ourselves in the world of e-commerce and Amazon and figuring out what it was going to take to help people be successful, both in the short term with being able to generate more sales, uh, you know, encourage more positive reviews, fewer negative reviews, being able to minimize the return rates. It's not just about converting as many people as possible. And so really thinking through all of those aspects to make sure that we are helping people set themselves up for success while simultaneously helping them think a little bit deeper in developing out a brand and something that has uh, that reach and longevity so they're not just that thing that you bought on Amazon, Mm. but something that is really an asset that you can sell one day or just continue to grow and and run as a as a profitable business into the Mm -hmm. future so we've been doing this for a long time we've seen amazon change a lot as i mentioned earlier and uh the the main sort of driving thing that we continue to focus on is ensuring that we know what's working now and what and staying on top of things and ahead of things to the best of our abilities so that we can continue to help clients succeed uh, with their business goals. Yeah. And what is working right now is definitely what I want to try and dig into um, because there are some timeless aspects and there are some evolving strategies for sure. So it would be good to to dive into those. We've talked about you know, why copywriting uh, is so important in e-commerce. Um, but let's talk about some of the, the things that are um, you know, those, those timeless things, those timely things that are beginning to change. Uh, I'd love to just obviously start with Amazon listings because they are a topic that a lot of people want to know about and want to hear about. And I think that, like we've said before, there will be lots of parts of it that will be weaved through that will be good for e-commerce, sort of like D2C websites, which we can kind of uh, point out as we go. Um, but just, 
give us a bit of a lay of the land before we dive into maybe like the beginning to end process a lay of the land what do you feel have been the major changes over the last sort of year or two that are changing how amazon sellers have to approach the process of you know writing a listing that does convert yeah so first of all a plus content is not really optional from my perspective it's a must and if you are eligible for premium a plus content i absolutely recommend that you that you do that as well in order to be eligible for that you need to obviously be brand registered just like with standard a plus content you need to have a brand story uploaded and you need to have at least 15 pieces of of enhanced brand content approved within the last 12 months so it's you know something that's a little a little bit more advanced but it gives a, an opportunity for sellers to be able to create a more dynamic, engaging piece mm. of content than what the standard A plus content allows for. So that's a big one. Uh, I would also say that really in general, and this isn't specific to Amazon, this is just the way that marketing and human content consumption is changing is it's really being influenced by platforms like TikTok. And so, mm -hmm. you know, what is that shock value? What is that thing that's going to grab your attention? Uh, very visual. And so really being mindful of that from start to finish when you are creating uh, your listing and thinking about how can you make it very visually engaging? How can you make sure that you're uh, reeling people in, that you're communicating why they need it and, and using all of those different parts of your listing to the best of your ability. Yeah. I also like to be thinking about where Amazon might be going as far mm -hmm. as how they allow sellers to be able to use their listings in the future. So something that we saw being tested at, I want to say it was about a year and a half ago, and I'm, I'm actually quite shocked that it hasn't just been made a permanent feature, but they were testing making the images scrollable directly mm. from yeah. the search results page. Mm. And so that's just kind of seared into my mind as something that could very well happen at any moment. And regardless, even if it's not, because humans are such visual creatures and increasingly more so with all of our social media usage, how can you use just your product images to tell the story that you need to tell, mm -hmm. to present the information that you need to present, and to make sure that by the time people have reviewed all of your product images, haven't even gone to the rest of your listing, they're they're sold already mm, that's yeah. kind of the goal and so yeah. it's not to discount or say that the other parts of your listing aren't important but that that is sort of a critical piece that needs to be very well thought through both on the visual side as well as uh, how you can strategically incorporate text into your images yeah. so that they're not just a bunch of pretty pictures but that they are providing uh, important information and helping to push the sale forward in some way and then mirroring that information throughout the rest of the listing um, images is one of the things that i was going to come to towards the end really but i think that 
actually I feel maybe we should talk about it now because I've asked you what you feel is changing and, and so much of what you said there is, is about the visual side of it which I completely agree with I, I completely agree that you know the conversion um, you know needs to really happen most of the time in those images otherwise people are going to click elsewhere and, and look at other products if they aren't sold on buying your product in the product images there's a good chance they'll, they won't buy your product um, but you as a copywriter you know there's still so much importance in in what you would do as a writer but you've talked so much about the images there so what brings those two together how, how is your research process kind of structured that makes sure that both of those things come together and and is the written side of the listing even that important anymore yes it is that <laughs> important <laughs> and not just because i'm a copywriter mm. uh but also when i'm talking about images i'm not just talking about a pretty picture so, you know, there's that, this is one expression that I do actually know the full thing, which is a picture's worth a thousand words. Yeah. I think that's what they say. Yeah. So that, that, that's complicated, right? Because yeah. somebody looks at a picture and what you see in that picture and what I see in that picture might be two totally different things. And neither of those things may actually be what the person selling that product wants us to be seeing or knowing or paying attention to. And so actually utilizing text within your images is a vital piece of making really impactful product images so that you don't just have pictures of some different angles of your product, but what are the key pieces of information that somebody wants to know? What are the buying criteria that somebody is considering? How are uh, how, how is this going to fit into someone's life? What problem is it solving? So all of the questions that we are considering when we're putting together the copy for and the outline for the rest of the listing, you want to be really just, uh, you know, oh, what's the word? Consolidating. There was a different word that, yeah, that I was trying to think of. Consolidating works. That's, yeah. that's the one that came to my mind. You're having to, you know, kind of smush all of that down into a really small amount of space. And so the words, you don't, you don't want to have a photo that's just packed full of words and you yeah. see that a lot. And that's what can happen sometimes when you go too far to the other extreme. But at the yeah. same time, there are many times that you look at a listing and there's almost no text in the images at all. Mm. And so you're really getting a very incomplete view of the product. So you can see, okay, well, this might be the size of it or or something like that, but that's not the only element that you're considering when you are making a decision as a buyer. And so it really is almost the outline or the storyboard of the rest of, of your listing and how you use text in a thoughtful, concise way can really make those product images very persuasive. Yeah. And then in terms of like the research process that you go through to build out this plan, uh, because I imagine, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I imagine you are someone who does plan out a listing and, and figures out which direction you're going to go in with the copy, with the images, that kind of thing. What does that research process look like? Is it just a tool like Helium 10, download the keywords and plug them in and go, or is there a bit more to it than that? Yeah, it's pretty robust. So I, I'm very much a believer that the planning and preparation work should take 
just as long, if not longer, than mm -hmm. the actual writing part. So the more time that you spend being really strategic and thoughtful about how you're going to position your product is going to have a massive impact on every other decision you make. It's very much a domino effect. And funny enough, I, I had a team meeting today. Uh, we had a writing workshop and we were talking about this very topic. And so we started this whole conversation here in this podcast today discussing, um, you know, that it's a very competitive landscape. And so because it's so competitive, it's really important as a seller to understand what arena are you trying to compete in? And sometimes you have a choice between different arenas. So let's say that you're selling a, I don't even know if this is a real product. It probably is. But let's say that you're selling a sleeping bag for dogs. Pretty specific. It probably does exist. That's I feel the... like it probably does. Yeah. Uh, so you're selling a sleeping bag for dogs. If you're being kind of either lazy or not going as deep as you should, you could very easily conduct your keyword research and um, all of your planning around something more general like sleeping bag or camping mm -hmm. supplies. And it's going to be very difficult to be competitive there. You might get some sales, but if you're actually trying to sell to a more specific niche, that it would be in your favor to get more specific with all of, of those things. So maybe you find actually there's a huge op uh, opening for um, multi-purpose dog beds and your sleeping bag, if you pile it up in the right way, then it could kind of be, this is not the most thought through examples. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> It works, it works, that's probably it. But it, it, it's sort of this idea that you have the the broader category, but you might have more specific categories within it. So maybe you see yeah. that, you know, um, Father's Day gifts for dog dads is a really popular um, search and there aren't a lot of people that are, are targeting that keyword. And so that's that's a direction that you want to go in with part of the way that you position your product for for the Father's Day buying mm -hmm. time of year. That if you are not doing your keyword research properly, if you're not clear about where you're selling, if you don't have a strong understanding of who's going to be buying this product and where you can be competitive, then it's going to be really difficult to make even any of those creative decisions. Because if that was a keyword that you were trying to target, you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you have imagery of a you know guy and his dog cuddling up and being all cutesy and father-son-like mm -hmm. together uh, to, to reinforce that idea. Whereas if you are just having a bunch of pictures of just a dog or maybe a woman and her dog, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it might create sort of a, a mismatch. And yeah. so your keyword research and your competitor research are are very influential. So we we use a few different things to make sure that we're being as comprehensive as mm -hmm. we can be with this stage. Uh, we use Helium 10, mm -hmm. we use Data Dive, 
We also use AI to do a review of and consolidation of reviews so that we can get a clearer sense of the pros and cons of the competitors that are out there. And then we do a lot of off Amazon research as well because people are interacting about products and problems beyond mm -hmm. Amazon. Amazon is where they go to solve the problem, but it's not necessarily where they go to talk about the problem. And yeah. so utilizing things like Reddit, Quora, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook groups, all of mm -hmm. those can also be really fantastic resources to do mm -hmm. some of that initial homework to figure out how you want to position your product. And that yeah. might actually be homework that's worth doing before you even decide on a product to launch, sure. but whether you've done that or not, you definitely want to make sure that you do that work before yeah. you sit down to write the listing itself. You mentioned a few times about solving problems and that's like a huge thing for everyone. Our, our mantra is all about creating great products that solve specific problems for specific people. You know, that uh, there's a, a clear problem solving element to it. Otherwise it's not going to be a long lasting product. Um, but the, you've talked about sort of finding it in the reviews and, and finding it on Amazon. But the, I think where a lot of people have that challenge is to get in the mind of the customer, especially if they're the person that is, that they are not their audience. They're not their target customer. You know, there's a, um, a young single guy that's trying to sell baby products to mums, you know, and trying to get in the mind of the customer. How do, how do you go about that process? Because you would do that all the time, right? You, you know, you would write about products that you, you wouldn't necessarily be the target market for. How do you get into the mindset of the customer and work out how to position that product to that customer? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I almost treat it like an actor preparing for okay. a role. So if you're just looking on the surface, it's going to be really difficult to have a convincing, honest uh, representation of that character, if yeah. you will. Because it is, it is the same. Ultimately, we're trying to facilitate um, a, a, an interaction that feels genuine and authentic, even if sometimes you are not actually that person, you know, yeah. and so you need to understand who are they? What do they care about? What are they? What are their fears? What are they worried about? All of those deeper things. And then what you can use. And I know that this might sound uncomfortable to some people, but, you know, think about what are those underlying emotions? Because even if you're not a parent, you still probably have something that you can relate to on a deeper level about how it makes you feel. So if you're, you know, a parent might be worried about the safety of their child. Maybe you have aging parents and you're worried about their safety and their ability to be able to exist independently in the world. So it's not the same, but some of those emotions underneath are the same. And so looking for those commonalities that you might share with the people that you're selling to will allow you to have a, a more honest and true representation of what you're trying to do rather than falling into uh, some of those cliches that I think we've, we also see a lot of, which is assumptions of, you know, this is always how, like what, how a mother would talk or yeah. what a teenage guy would be into. And, mm. and it's, 
it's pretty shallow and it's missing a lot of those deeper things. And even if you're not talking about all of those elements, by having an awareness of those things, you just allow for people to feel seen and understood, which is really important, especially if you're trying to solve a problem or selling something that, you know, if I, if, if I'm buying something, I don't have children, but I have a dog. If I'm buying something for my dog, I want to make sure that that thing that I'm buying is really safe because I don't want to give him something that could make him sick or, or, you know, make me need to take him to the vet because of whatever, or he's going to destroy it in two seconds and make yeah. it, you know, all those things I, I really care about. And so it's not just about wanting my dog to feel safe, but it's wanting to feel trusting and like the brand that I'm buying from has my best interests in mind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So obviously, there's a lot of research. We've covered a bit of it there. Um, we could spend a whole episode just on that. But I do want to get into the then the process of creating something that then converts. Are you taking that research? You've got your keywords, you've got your topics, all that kind of stuff. Are you going images first? Or are you writing the copy first? What's your thought process there? So we sort of experiment with a lot of different processes. What I've seen be the most effective is to do a full outline mm -hmm. of everything. And so we're outlining a few different things when we're outlining. We're outlining what are those benefits that are really important. So mm -hmm. when I say benefit, what I mean by that is why does someone want mm -hmm. this? How is it positively impacting their lives? Whether it's a problem it's solving, whether it's just um, something aspirational that they're striving towards, being really clear on those. Mm -hmm. What are the features and the details about this product that are super important that I have to make sure make it into the listing? Because if not, then people are not going to have just that basic information that they need in order to be able to feel confident that this is the right product for them. So it could be anything from material to size to where it's manufactured. It will really depend on what you're selling, what category you're in, and, and what your customer's concerns are. Uh, and then taking all of that research that we've done as well about where do we feel that you can be uh, positioning yourself in a strategic way and what are what is the conversation sort of in that competitive landscape mm -hmm. so that you can make sure that you understand your place in it so whether you're different in some way or you're talking about something that nobody else is talking about all of those things are really important as well and so by outlining everything you make sure that you don't miss anything you make sure that it all makes sense together you make sure that the important things are maybe even being reinforced throughout the listing so you know if something's really important and the only place that you put it is in the fourth bullet that's yeah. not a good idea yeah. if it's yeah. super important you want it in the images you mm -hmm. want it in the bullets and you probably want it in the a plus content as well because yeah. people don't look at a listing linearly they're kind of hopping back and forth. You know, maybe they look at the images and they scroll down, they glance at the A plus content, they look at the reviews, they go back up to the bullets. You know, it's, it's kind of a dynamic thing. And so, so there are some points that you will want to make sure to repeat. And so by outlining all of that out, then 
you know that you're not missing anything important. You've made sure that you're really clear on all of the things that you need to call out and you understand what the benefits are. And so then the only thing that you're left with is to have to do the writing and fit in the keywords. And so it makes it a much easier process at that stage than needing to simultaneously think about what information do I need to include? What benefit am I talking about? What keyword am I using? That that's where things get really messy really quickly. So you're saying it's not a quick, easy process is what you're saying. (laughs) Outlines and sitting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sadly, sadly, no, but also (laughs) if you think of, and you know, you mentioned this at, at, at the introduction of, of this conversation today, your product page is so influential to yeah. the performance of your whole business. Yeah. It's that your SEO strategy is going to impact your visibility. Your what you write is going to influence your conversions. And if you're providing customers with a positive or negative experience based on the expectations that you're setting forth and how you're positioning yourself, and then building the relationship for either repeat customers yeah. or you know word of mouth recommendations so mm. it has a lot of influence on oh, yeah, sure. so much of your business so yeah. might it take a little bit longer to do a good job yes yeah why would that be something you would run to rush though if it <laughs> yeah, does no, have okay. such okay. an influence mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, this is, I'm always harping on well, recently, especially with our community about testing, continue to test your listing because just because you've written your listing once and you've got everything up there, doesn't mean you can't tweak and improve on things. And Amazon gives you the manage your experiments thing to be able to split test now. And, you know, I think some people forget the, the kind of volumes we're dealing with on Amazon. A lot of people think, well, I'd love to have a product that maybe sells 10 units a day. But if you think about that, that's if that's 10 sales, and let's say your conversion rate is 10%, that means you've got to have 100 people come into your listing every single day. That is a lot of traffic. Most websites don't get that for the first year, two years. And that is a lot of traffic. And if you can just tweak some things and um, work on something that maybe it takes you a day, maybe it takes you a week now, but if that improves your conversion rate by just 2% and it's 12% instead of 10%, that's two extra sales a day. How many over a year that is, you know, they say don't do public math, so I won't try. But that's a lot of money, right? You know, and you invest a little bit up front, but it's, there's so much potential. Because of the sheer volume that you deal with, these small tweaks can, can make a big difference. Right. And every day new competitors are entering the arena and mm. eager to, you know, take your sales away. And yeah. so why why not make sure that you're being as competitive as you can possibly be? And that isn't even considering the fact that we also are not selling in a vacuum. The world around us is constantly changing, including what customers care about, including how knowledgeable customers are about certain categories. And so that means that keyword trends are going to change, how people want to see images is go, you know, just even yeah. visually how things are designed. Yeah. If you had something that was designed 10 years ago, that's going to look really outdated and it's not going to be appealing to people. And so it, on every level, things are, are constantly changing. Mm. And so it, it's, it's really in your best interest to make sure that you're, you have a firm understanding of what's happening in your space so that you can make sure that you are reflecting that uh, in, in 
all of the different things that and choices that you're making. Yeah. You mentioned about scrolling up and down, looking at the bullets, looking at the images, looking at A-plus content. I think that's one that I sometimes struggle to think, right, what should we include in our main images and what should be in that A-plus content? How do you decide what goes where? What's the strategy there? Yeah, so some of it is even just how it's laid out that will be helpful. Mm. So, for example, and maybe, again, it's not that you necessarily have to have totally different concepts in both. You do want to have different content, so you don't just want to repeat exactly what you have in your product images in your A-plus content, but you don't also necessarily need to talk about 10 separate things from what you discussed in in your product images. And so thinking about your A-plus content, almost like a mini landing page, I think is the most helpful way of considering it and just like with your product images we're looking at them as a standalone and saying does this give customers what they need to want to buy my product your a plus content should ideally be something similar where it flows really well together it tells a story it's sort of hierarchically uh organized so you know you lead with something that's more important and more sort of has mass appeal, maybe a bit uh, emotionally engaging, and then you might get into some of the finer details later on. You also don't want to feel too limited by uh, literally using the modules and the way that they're meant. So, you know, the, the modules that Amazon gives you, you can take them in a very straightforward, literal way of this is a big banner or this is a small image, but any of those with with some basic design, you can modify them to be what you want. So maybe rather than having one large image in a banner, you want to break that up so that there's a third at the top that's um, you know something separate, and then the bottom two thirds is a big nice. Uh, lifestyle image. You also have some different text boxes that you can use. And we've sort of drifted away from using the majority of those text boxes, especially the overlay text, because the overlay text, you you can't really control where it sits. So it can very easily throw off uh, how the text is appearing within the image as a whole. And also, the uh, proportions are not great. So we find that if you actually want to have some text in your A-plus content images, it's better to just edit that text directly into the image in the font and color and style that you want and that it's placed exactly where you want it so that it's also looking um, consistent on whatever uh, device you're on. Also being mindful of how it's going to appear on, on your phone and to not have text be too tiny. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, because that's where we've gone back and forth. We, you know, a couple of years ago, I loved the idea of it being just like five or six stacked images. uh, And it just looks like one free flowing, amazing image. But then on mobile, it doesn't have, quite have the same impact. Yeah. So then if you use like the three columns of images and then text underneath, that comes across a lot better on mobile because then they're stacked. They're not like uh, three columns. And it's just trying to find that balance between what works well 
but then in saying that, what you said earlier about premium A plus content is probably a good you know, solution for that because there's lots more uh, creative options there, isn't there? So right, because then you have that di- dynamic, those mm. dynamic modules that are mm. uh, enable you to kind of click through or scroll through mm. different things, and it's also just the way that we've kind of been trained as consumers to interact with websites. Yeah. That's the one thing about Amazon that I always find interesting is it in that respect it always feels a little bit behind from, yeah, totally. from you know the rest of the um, mm. consumer oh. goods world yeah. is we're just now getting to have access to yeah. dyna- dynamic um, listings even the way that a listing is laid out with the title yeah. and the bullets and everything it's oh. very uh, old-fashioned feeling, yeah. but I think that's just kind of the nature of the beast, and I, I don't really anticipate that those things are going to change drastically anytime soon. But mm. it is nice to see that A plus content is coming, uh, you know, much mm. longer way. And, yeah. and premium A plus used to be something that you had to pay. First of all, I think you had to be invited, and then you still had to pay a lot of money to be eligible to use it. And so the fact that it's free right now, Mm. uh, it might not be free forever, but it's free now, so might as well take advantage of it. Absolutely, yeah. Now it's funny, isn't it, with Amazon how uh, antiquated some of it is, and I'm amazed that you can't just toggle. You know, like you can on on website platforms, you can just hide certain elements on desktop or hide them on mobile. You know, you can choose which uh, device they show up on, and it's just amazing to me that you can't uh, do that. But uh, I'm sure maybe that one day will come. One day, Amazon will get there in the end. Um, so. Um, Obviously, lots we've kind of talked through so far, and lots we could talk through more, but I'm just conscious of time. So I just wonder if there are any key uh, mistakes that you often see Amazon sellers make when they try to write the listing on their own, do it all themselves, and, and maybe don't seek out your expertise. What are some of the things you have to you know, immediately fix and see all the time um, to try and kind of help point people in the right direction? Yeah, I there are so many. I would say... Uh, some of the most common mistakes are being too wordy and being Mm -hmm. too keyword stuffed. So Mm -hmm. just not being concise in the way that you need to be. Uh, People are not going to make the effort to read or to go searching for the information that they want. So really making it easy to digest, easy to skim, easy to find what you want and need is super important. Keywords are important, but you do not have to cram them down people's throats. You have many different fields that you can put keywords in, both in the front end and the back end. You know, we have everything from every single A plus content module. You have image keywords that you can add. You have your uh, back end search terms. You have your title, your bullets, your product description. You have a lot of space to work with. So you don't need to be saying great gift for Mother's Day, gift for Father's Day, gift, you know, those. Yeah. I thought that we would maybe be done with those bullets <laughs> by this point in time, but I still see them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to have that, you know, for Mother's Day, then update it seasonally. So yeah. it's for Mother's Day and then it's for Father's Day and then it's for, you know, Christmas or the holiday, you know, ad- adjust it to the time yeah. of year at the very least. 
So I would say those are, are two really big ones. Uh, not being clear on the benefits is another gigantic one. You know, just kind of listing the basic features and not really going any deeper than that is, yeah. is a very common mistake. Um, and assuming that the customer knows things or understands things that they don't. Yeah, great. When show. you spend too much time with a topic, mm. you forget what the average person knows about it. And yep. so it's very easy to assume that someone understands why this certain type of reinforced steel is the best steel yep. that you could possibly yep. choose. So I don't know much about steel off mm. the top of my mind. I can learn about it. But as a customer, I'm not necessarily going to go do my homework and go spend five hours learning about all the different kinds of steel. So if you have a really special type of material, help me understand why I should care about that. Make yeah. that be a deal breaker for me and saying, well, I don't want a product that isn't, yep. isn't this. Totally. Yeah, no, I, I so agree. I was on a call with one of our Brand Build University members the other day and talking about this product that he's he's designed and he's had a mold created. He's really kind of, he's not innovated uh, like a new product as such, but really improved on what's already there with some really good innovations. And I, I said to him, just make sure that you, we were talking about his packaging and I said to him, you know, he needs to have like a quick start quick setup guide in the instructions because uh, and he kind of hadn't even thought about that and I said yeah that's because you know how to use this because you designed the mold you looked at the drawings a hundred million times you know this thing inside out you've probably had dreams about this thing you've thought about it so much but your customer's going to pick it up and they're going to want to know how to use it in three seconds flat and you need to get try and get in that mindset and that's so true isn't it you need to forget how much you know about it and think about the customer who knows nothing about this product yeah, it's called the curse of knowledge. So yeah, it, yeah. the curse of knowledge essentially says you forget what it's like to be a beginner. Mm. And so you leave out uh, a lot of basic information that the average person would need because you're you're five steps ahead of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, interesting. Yeah, good. Okay, and final question before I let you go is just about the future, where everything's heading Obviously, yours is an industry that um, you know could potentially be, you know, has to some extent already be impacted by uh, AI, the development of what's going on. And I just, for anybody that's kind of interested or kind of related to it in their industry, I do like to ask where you feel the future is going. Not that we know for sure, you know, nobody knows 100% where everything's going. But I think it's something that a lot of people are thinking about right now. Um, what is your what is your take? I know it's a broad question, but yeah, I I think that. On the long run, AI is going to have massive impacts on every part of our lives beyond mm. what I think I'm even capable of comprehending. Mm. I'm not a futurist, so I I don't know that I have the skills to make those kinds of predictions. But as far as on the shorter term and more specifically with my industry, it's definitely something that is already being impacted. And I think it's impacted in a few different ways. So one is... It's making mediocre very accessible for everyone where it wasn't before. If you had a language barrier, if you just don't have the time, if you're not skilled, you can get something that's kind of okay pretty quickly and easily. 
But that actually creates a new challenge, which is that if the baseline is equalized, then what do you do to be exceptional? What do you do to be able to stand out? Because there are still going to be people that are going to do better and people that are going to be doing worse. And so that's where I think it makes it even more critical to figure out how some of these things that we've been talking about today. So that strategic positioning, having a really clear understanding of who your customer is. And so utilizing AI to be able to do a lot of that homework, synthesize a lot of that information, even help with some ideation around different things to make sure that you're, you don't have any blind spots, but then utilizing what humans also do really well, which is being able to think creatively and outside of yeah. the box and and so being able to fuse those two things so to make certain aspects faster or easier and then be able to actually have more space and time to be able to be thoughtful and strategic and creative so that you are able to you know be at the top and yeah. beat everyone else yeah no i think i agree with uh, all of that i, I would Yes, agree. But who knows? Uh, who, knows? You know, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> who knows? That's what that that's where I th see things today. And I, AI has been around for a while, and it's been accessible mm. to people yeah. for a while. And I, you know, I wouldn't have expected that it would shift so quickly, so suddenly. Uh, and, and now, in some ways, the big buzz doesn't feel as buzzy, and it feels yeah. like maybe some of these. Uh, intensely swift changes that people were forecasting don't seem quite as close by mm. as they did a few months ago. And mm. they could be right around the corner or they could be a few years down the line or yeah. who knows. So mm. I think the main thing is just to stay up to date, to be clear about where, um, how you can use these tools mm. to the best of your abilities yeah. um, and, and then be able to understand where human influence can really allow you to get that extra edge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Great answer. Very well articulated. Um, this has been really helpful. There's obviously so much. I feel like we are, um, you know, scaling along the surface of a very, very important topic that we could delve into for hours upon end probably. But the good thing is obviously you can help people with this. You do. This is what you do for a living. Um, if people don't want to go through that hard process that we've outlined um, and such a critical process as we've also outlined uh, because of the nature of the competition, but also the potential. So much volume so much traffic and if you can get good conversion rates get people to your listing there is so much opportunity talk to us uh, you know give us a bit of a call to action on, on your services what you do and then where's the best place to find you if people are interested yeah absolutely so we can help with your keyword research and outlining your whole listing creating the copy so giving you a really solid framework for everything that you need to be able to um, have an awesome uh, effective converting listing, uh, including very clear guidelines for your designer or photographer so that everything also works together really cohesively. We also offer a free listing analysis. So if you're feeling like you've, you, you have a great listing, but you want another opinion or that something isn't working and you're not sure what it is and you feel like you've just been scratching your head and, and at a, a complete dead end, 
we're always happy to take a look at what you have and give you some feedback and awesome. without any charge or obligations or strings attached. So the best place to, to find us is at marketingbyemma.com. Uh, if you go to marketingbyemma.com slash free analysis, then you can request that free analysis, but there's also a really easy to find form uh, on the site if you just go to the main page. And you'll also find there all of our contact details. You can email us, you can WhatsApp us, text, call. We're, we're available Very on cool. most of the places and happy to help, happy to uh, you know help you get that listing to where you want it or to answer your questions or whatever, whatever we can do to be Perfect. of assistance. Brilliant. Yeah, no, that's really good. Thank you so much. And I'm sure there will be plenty of people that are interested in that as you've um, shown such expertise in the topic. Thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate you taking the time out, chatting through this really, really key topic. Um, yeah, it's been an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. I loved chatting with you and always uh, happy to geek out on <laughs> copywriting and yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon and all that, all that yeah, jazz. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, folks, thanks for listening to the episode. I'm, uh, I'm sure you got as much value out of that as I did. Uh, check out the links in the description to see all of Emma's services, everything they do. They will be there ready and waiting for you. Get that free listing audit. Get some good input into your listing there because it is so, so critical that you do really get those converting as good as possible. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode today. If you have enjoyed it, please do like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Share it with somebody. Make their day. Make my day too. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode same time next week. Take care.